emotional health. Can you say that to me, you? Without putting the gum in your mouth. No, no, no. no. Nurture. Whining is something that people do when they um, don't get something their way, they start to whine. It's basically getting upset and talking in this croaky voice. You just make a big deal and you whine like, mm-hmm. Hi, this is Denise Merkel, the Director of Education at Aiden Montessori School. And today in this podcast, we're going to talk about how to help your child move from whiny to pleasant. You know, when our puppy whines, we want to find out what he needs. And when our child whines, we just want it to stop. So let's, let's explore some of these uh, ideas. So whiny is easily noticed because it's that high-pitched, droning complaint. I guess the words get drawn out, and it just grates on our nerves. Why did you have to make that for dinner? Oh. Uh, that's mine! Mommy! Mommy, please! What whiny really is is a child trying to communicate something. And it's an important something. It might be a newsflash, guess what, I need more attention. Or it might be just a symptom of the disconnection that they're feeling with their parent. It also might show that they're powerless in the situation. And a lot of times they are powerless in the situation because as the adult we are controlling things that perhaps they don't like. Um, Most children don't have the internal resources and skills to manage whining, so it happens a lot. It might happen in public, which is probably the worst place for it to happen. It might happen because of halts. They might be hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or getting sick. It might happen because we let it happen. If, like, I'm at a store or something and I want to get something, please, 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 and they say no, and then I keep on nagging them, it's kind of like that. And is that, has that ever worked out for you? produced any kind of result. Yeah. One thing is to understand how long a child can wait, because sometimes the whining starts because they have to wait too long. Rule of thumb, if they're seven, they can wait seven minutes. If they're two, they can wait two. And that's just an estimate. I think for adults, we also should know what our triggers are. And whiny is probably one of those that just ramps it all up for us. Are we too busy? Are we too stressed? What is going on around this whiny episode? For them, I think it represents unmet needs. And so I usually just say, hey, what's going on? Let's see, what can we do here? It's not huge for me. And one of his chores on his chore chart is no whining. And he gets a star if he doesn't whine for that day. And enough stars will give him his allowance. Whining is a big trigger for me, probably because it was a trigger for my parents when I whined. And crying was a big trigger, too, because I was always called the crybaby. But whining, constant whining, repetitive whining, and mommy all day over and over and over and over and over and over again is hard. I try to ask them to not say, mommy, just say, I need help, or come over. Once I learned about the shoulder tap, I've tried to incorporate that at home. (laughs) How do we manage this in a Montessori classroom? Well, you know, waiting is a large part of living in community. And if you're in a class that has 20 to 25 or 28 children, you are going to have to wait sometimes. And we manage this by giving children ways to 
um, to wait. How do I wait? You can stand with your hand on the teacher's shoulder. Perhaps you can just hold someone's hand while you're waiting your turn. Um, because the environments are specially prepared for, to meet the children's needs, the whininess really is a lot less than at home. And of course, as you know, they do a lot more of this for their parents than they do for their teachers. So what can we do about it? First thing is, refuse to let it bother you. Ah, you know, grit your teeth, smile, uh, squeeze your, your fists. Try not to let it bother you. But be careful to not ignore it. Because if you ignore it, as you probably already know, your child's going to ramp it up. Always avoid sarcasm with children because that to them is adult whining. They don't understand that at all. Um, help your child identify their own triggers. Obviously, a two-year-old can't identify that I'm hungry. But a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, maybe around four o'clock in the afternoon, can be led to, to learn, oh, I need a cheese stick, you know, because I can feel my body getting to the point where I'm, I'm probably going to start whining. Um, if you give a child attention in advance, chances are... The, the whiny uh, business will dissipate a little bit depending on temperament. And if you have more than one child, you know. One is a more long whiner and the other one is not as much. So you have to play that based on your child's temperament. <laughs> I want that. You have the same thing. I want that. Please, please, please. As Ms. Merkel explained that whining is about powerlessness and attention-seeking. So as parents, what can we do to keep our cool and manage these feelings? Hi, my name is Jessica Quarell. I'm the school counselor at Aiden Montessori School. The first thing to do is just validate the feeling. If a child's, well, I don't want to go. Well, you, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to go to soccer practice or I don't want to take a nap. <sighs> I see you're upset. I see you're hungry. I see you're tired. I see fill in the blank please use a pleasant tone. When you're ready to talk to me in a pleasant tone, I want to hear about it. Until that time, I will be fill in the blank. Over here, fit folding laundry, helping your brother with whatever, whatever it is. So you're not abandoning your child or you're disconnecting from the behavior. And the way we actually are speaking those words, there must be congruency. As we are asking for a, to speak to me in a pleasant tone, you must ask for that in a pleasant tone. It can feel hard in that you are, oh, I'm being cruel to my child or I'm, I'm being rude to my child. That is not true. What is happening is you are setting a boundary about what uh, expectations of communication. And this is not just for you as an parent, but you, as, as for your child in school, in society, everywhere. We do not talk to each other in that way. So it can feel uncomfortable. And a lot of this, too, is how comfortable are you with your child's discomfort? And part of the role of a parent is learning to expand that capacity. The last time that happened to me was about when I was six, and I'm eight now, so I can't kind of remember. So you, you're not at the age of whining anymore? You've passed that? Yeah. Too old for whining. Okay. You can expect these behaviors to dissipate, especially if you, you make this a high-priority value in your family. Perhaps you're using a family charter in which one of the expectations, one of the norms are we talk to each other in a polite tone. So it's something that you can reference back to as a value in our family. The more that's being reinforced, the more hopefully the child is understanding that and learning that, the less they are to be needing to use that crutch to be able to communicate. Whining is a crutch. Whining is a sort of a low-hanging fruit way of communicating something. It takes no effort. It just comes out of your mouth. It's sort of that id 
It's id communication. It has definitely happened that all three are whining and complaining and talking directly to me at the same time. And I've tried to clap my hands or turn off the lights so that everyone just quiets down and, and remind them that I can't hear everyone speaking at one time. Think of whining as a small little fire. And our job as adults, parents, educators, is to extinguish that fire, not fanning the flames. I told you not to whine. You better stop that whining right now. If you whine one more time, so you're escalating the whine. So you're escalating the experience of, I'm having a problem. So you're not indulging it. When you're indulging it and you're giving it attention, you're giving it air. We have clear, precise communication and boundaries. That's extinguishing the, the fire, the whine. Can you give some advice to parents? How they can be better parents? I don't know. Be nicer. Plant more flowers. Let us watch more TV.